So welcome to another episode of Laugh Out Loud with Lisa. I hope everybody had a great weekend. Um, so my guest today, I'm so excited about. Uh, she's been a dear friend of mine for over a decade, which I can't even believe it's been that long. I met her when she was with the Jonas Brothers and they performed at Dancing with the Stars when Lance was on. So I think that was like 2007 or eight. I get my years confused. I adored her the minute I met her. She is truly the kindest soul ever and talking to her is like chicken soup for the soul and human. <laughs> She's not only worked with the Jonas Brothers and the hit West End musical and Juliet, but started her career in entertainment with one of the biggest pop stars in the world, Britney Spears. And she's also one of my favorite people in the world. Welcome, Fee Collada. <laughs> Yay! I'm so excited when you asked me to do this. I'm, well, I just, you know, I, I'm very, like, sensitive on who I ask. Like, I never want to feel like my friends, you know, I don't want to put anybody in an uncomfortable position. So I was just like, you know, but you know, I, you know, I would never do that. To well, my but you're one of those people that when I leave you, I feel like I didn't get enough. Uh, me so, too. Right? I, like every time you would come to Vegas to the shows, I always wanted to do more. Like I, I wanted another breakfast or another lunch or something. You're busy. You're a busy woman. Well, but we could just have a little bit more because I never got enough of you. I know. I agree. Um, so you just were in Egypt. Yeah. Time. Tell me, was that for fun, work, both? No, no, no. Um, my best girlfriend since she was seven and I was nine, so 20 years. Um, ha. Anyway, my best girlfriend is a flight attendant for Delta and has been for 33 years. Oh, it's my favorite so, airline. Oh. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yep, yep. And so anyway, we're plugging Delta here. Um, so anyway, she... Um, Every year we take some great fun trip somewhere. Oh. Um, and this year, um, we'll see, let's see, a couple of years. Well, we didn't do anything 2020, of course. No. Um, but 2019, we went, um, no, nope, I didn't get to go then because I was working on Anne Juliet. 2018, <laughs> her son was in the 11th grade. Oh. And so he, five of his friends and five, and their five moms, plus me and Judy, oh. went to the Amalfi Coast. And it was marvelous. So her son now is in the 11th grade. Uh -huh. And since things worked out so terribly with COVID and he didn't get to invite five friends. So, or their moms. Right. So it was just Judy and Bert, her 17 year old, Jake, <laughs> 21 and myself. And so she asked Bert where he wanted to go. Cause Jake picked them off the coast when it was his turn. Yeah. And so Bert said, Dubai. So we got all excited mm -hmm. and I have a friend in Dubai and we were all excited. And then COVID restrictions were so heavy that we really couldn't get to and from Dubai easily, nor could we go to Abu Dhabi where, you know, it would have just yeah. been because Dubai's not old. So right. he, she wants, she loves to show him history. So anyway, <laughs> her, what is your second choice? And he said, Istanbul, Turkey and Cairo, Egypt. So Judy said, done. So we, four COVID tests, in the in the 10 days mm -hmm. uh, we did istanbul um for five days and egypt for five days um oh. but I, I had never been to istanbul i am enamored completely really? enamored oh my gosh the yeah. food the people the the history was beyond amazing oh i'm um, sure and jake the oldest is a foodie so <laughs> we ate everywhere he wanted to eat and then of you course, eat anything jake, weird um Hmm. I didn't. 
I wouldn't either. <laughs> um, his big thing that he wanted to do in Egypt was eat pigeon. Ew. <laughs> I know. I, I know. We call those dirty birds. Right. <laughs> and so he said it was probably one of the best meals he had on the entire trip. Who knew? Who knew? I didn't try it. I didn't try it. But I did try some things in Istanbul. Like they have something called um, a wet burger and it's like a sloppy joe. Oh. And it's delicious. But like our sloppy joes, you make them yeah. and you eat them. These yeah. are sloppy joes that you make. They wrap in paper and they sit in the display case like a pizza. Yeah. And so when you eat it, it's all mushy and gummy and soggy <laughs> and so good. Oh my gosh, it was so good. And oh, on their wraps, like their gyros or gyro gyro, however you say it. I know. French fries. Like they put the meat and yeah. then they put French fries and then they put the sauce. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. So, that sounds amazing. Fun, yummy things. <laughs> the shopping was beyond the beyond. And Istanbul had such history. The mosques were amazing. Yeah, sure. The Catholic church that was gorgeous. Um, so now Judy will take you anywhere you want to go, but you are going to do the history. Uh, yes, of course, yeah. which I like. I like oh, me too. Me too. And then I'd been to Egypt before. Oh, you so have. this time taking the boys and seeing it through their eyes was amazing. Yeah. Um, the thing I noticed that was very different was, um, many fewer people yeah. and you couldn't get as close like I mean you literally the sphinx was just feet away when we went 11 years ago right. but it was quite a distance away at this point so oh. made me sad to see how things had changed that was the political unrest verse and the COVID yeah, um, yeah. but it was it was just a great 10 days and to see the boys and I've traveled with them all their lives and right. I had to laugh. They were two and five when we went to Disney one time. And so as we're traveling, I'm traveling with a 17 and 21 year old, they still act like they're two and five. And I just, and I'm humored by them, which yeah. makes their mother very unhappy with me. <laughs> I think it's funny. So, you know, and they're boys and they're just boys. Boys. I mean, yes. yeah. oh, that's and so Keisha. And so we just had a great time. And yes, I hear that that's on y'all's bucket list. Yes, yes. So I've got the guide for you. Yes. I've got the works. Okay, I can't wait. I can't yes. wait. But I, I, I highly recommend Istanbul as well. Okay, they yeah, no, I've heard it. market, oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. A spice market, a tea market. Oh my gosh. <sighs> yeah, but I the need The bar to is amazing. It's the oldest of the malls, like shopping malls. And um, listen, I thought it would be like a horse trade. I mean, like a cow or horse like barn type okay. situation mm -hmm. oh no tiled floors tiled ceilings it is wow gorgeous what is what was the weather like at this time of year it was as hot as it is in mississippi oh, right at home <laughs> you know why we thought that we were going to go and um you know judy packed some linen pants and you know i, I thought but, we were gonna die no couldn't wear that shorts shorts oh for my me. gosh it was <laughs> Just well, and then you have to be covered um, because of oh, that's right. Oh, so, yeah. So you have to wear the um. The, is it a burqa? I never, I never. It's the it's the scarf. The the headpiece or the we bought beautiful pashmina scarves. Oh, um, I bought lavender or purple because I just I didn't have anything that color, and I thought 
I'm going to rock this color. And I did. Yeah. I bet you looked fantastic in lavender. I love well, I looked like a little, one of the little Marish from Russia. Russia, yes. The doll and Rushka, the doll. is that? I was like, <laughs> I was just like, that's what I look like. Oh I look like you could open me up two or three times. Oh my but, God, anyway. I love that. <laughs> well, that sounds yeah. magical. Um, okay, so let's get to some questions. Um, how did you meet the Spears family and start working with Britt? Um, all right. There was a lady that sat next to me. Mm -hmm. I am a dental hygienist by trade. I went to college to be a dental hygienist. Oh, nice. So when you graduate, you have to take state boards. So I graduated. Um, and I had to take the Mississippi State Board. Yep. And then in turn, I wanted to take the Louisiana State Board because I live 15 minutes. From right. It's very close. Line. And so I thought, you know, why, you know, take both boards. So I took the Mississippi State Board and I sat next to a lady that was more pregnant than any person I'd ever seen in my life. And my <laughs> whole thought the whole time was she's going to have this baby and ruin my, you know, ruin my test. I'm going to fail my test because we have the baby next <laughs> Ended up. Um, her name was Jill and she worked in Louisiana. Well, you know, a year goes by and the children's dentist in Louisiana had an opening and mm -hmm. I am nuts about little people. Yes. And so I wanted to be a pediatric dental hygienist. And mm -hmm. so I got the job in Hammond, Louisiana, which is mm -hmm. about 30 miles south of me. Okay. And so when I got there, um, you know, I'd work there a couple of weeks and I would always leave at lunch and go in the park, just go sit in the park and read or whatever. Well, right. I was leaving one day and a lady was leaving out of the office across the street, dental office across the street. And she waved at me and I waved and she goes, hey, and I said, hey, she said, I'm Jill. And I said, hey, she goes, remember me? And she did a big belly and I went, oh my gosh, it was the lady <laughs> that sat next to me at the dental exam. Yeah. So we um, started talking and visiting and she invited me to go to an arts and crafts festival with her. Mm -hmm. So we met at the office on a Saturday and she um, had her friend and her little girl in the van with her. So when I got in the car, she said, hi, this is my girlfriend, Lynn, and her daughter, Brittany. And I said, hi, I'm Faye, you know, whatever. So, <laughs> and I noticed that Britt was dressed in this little funny outfit, like little satin pants and a little shirt that kind of looked like a tuxedo. And I'm thinking, Jean shorts or whatever, you know, I'm going to whatever. <laughs> and we start going and I find out when we get there that Brittany's going to sing. And okay. so Lynn takes her little lipstick out and she dots Brittany's little cheeks and rubs them in. And she said, you don't have any earrings on. And Brittany said, I like yours. And I said, mine. And she said, yeah. I said, well, you can have them. So I took my little earrings out and gave them oh. to her. And she thought she was so cute. She was six. And so I kind of felt sorry for her because I thought, no, you know, what are they doing to this little girl? And yeah. so she got up on this big stage and people were just kind of standing around looking. Well, she opened her mouth and I looked over at Jill and I said, why didn't you tell me? <laughs> I don't know. And people started just filling in and sitting in the grass and oh. watching her. And I'm just thinking there is a grown up voice coming out of that tiny little person. That's crazy. You know? And she's so animated and. And I just was like, oh my gosh. And then afterwards we walked to the side of the stage to meet Lynn uh -huh. and looks at me and she goes, Hey, um, mama said, if I sang, she'd buy me a baby doll. Will you go with me to find a baby doll? And I was like, Ugh. and I'm thinking, okay, she is six. She is a <laughs> tiny little person. And I'm, you know, this big boisterous voice comes out of her. And so Lynn and I became friends and Lynn Jill, and that was, gosh, 
34 years ago. Yeah, that's a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. And then how did you start like working with her? Um, I left Mississippi and mm-hmm. became a nanny in New York. Okay. Um, I was tired of dirty teeth and needed something different. So I I wanted to keep my house Mm -hmm. in Mississippi. I didn't want to sell my house, but I wanted to go away and do something different. Mm -hmm. So I became a nanny in New York and, um, you know, we had all stayed friends, of course, and Brittany had been through the Mickey Mouse Club and I followed her, you know, just that type of thing. And so, um, Lynn called on a Monday on a Sunday okay so on a Friday Danielle the mom that I nannied for mm-hmm. said I've got to talk to you about something I said okay she said I'm gonna I'm pregnant I'm gonna have another baby and so overnight I thought about it and on Saturday I said you know what Danielle I am 30 and you know at this point in my life I'd really love to have my own children and right. I, I would be too attached to a baby so mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to go and mm-hmm. she's like what do you do what are you gonna do I said I don't know um <laughs> so that was a Saturday Lynn called on Sunday and said, hey, Brittany and I are coming to the city tomorrow. Do you want to have dinner? And I said, that sounds great. Mm -hmm. So I met him in New York City on Monday night. And Lynn acted weird the entire time we were eating. And Brittany got up to go to the bathroom. And I looked at Lynn. I said, what is wrong with you? And she said, oh, I had an ulterior motive. And I said, what? (laughs) She said, Britt got a record deal today. And I can't travel with her. And I said, oh. And she said, can you travel with her? And I said, oh, wow. Well, I quit my job yesterday. Um, I'll do it for three months. <laughs> okay, I said, that gives you three months to find somebody. Because I'm thinking, okay, I'm 30 plus years old. This is a 15 year old. No, no, <laughs> no. Right. We are and, different parts of our lives. Yeah. Yeah. And the rest is history. So that's literally how yeah. it started. That's so, I mean, so it was really meant to be. It was yeah. meant to be. I mean, because the timing and and, yep. and everything it all worked out just like it was supposed to. Um, and like, what was your day to day like? I'm really kind of I funny. Was, I wasn't with Lance during the in sync days, so I didn't. Oh. I don't know that craziness. I mean, it's crazy now, but nothing like that. So, like, what was your day like? What was it? There was probably no typical day, but what was like kind of a typical day? Well, kind of a typical day at first, because we went to record. Um, mm-hmm. That was what we left to do. Mm-hmm. And so I would get up and go downstairs and walk on the treadmill during the entire Rosie, Mo- Rosie O'Donnell show. So Brittany oh, could play. Like, oh my God. <laughs> so then I would come upstairs, wake her up. We would go across the street. So they put us up at a corporate apartment in the city. And we would go across the street and get bagels because that was our biggest treat. Mm-hmm. Um, I still remember the bagel I got. It was so gross. <laughs> Why? So what gross. was it? <laughs> It was a cinnamon raisin bagel with bacon, butter, and peanut butter. Well, I would have been 500 pounds, <laughs> but you did the treadmill. So there, yeah, I did the tre- there you go. There you go. Um, and then we would go to a recording session with somebody, um, right. you know, all day and into the night. So we did that for a year, but on the weekends, see, Britt was only 16 at that point. Um, 15, 16. So, and Lynn was an educator. Her mom was an educator. So it was very important to Lynn that Brittany got, um, continued her education. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we found uh, um, an online, well, one online at that time. We found a class that kids of um, missionaries take, a schooling class, you know, so. Oh, yeah. So she was, um, what was that called? A correspondence course. That's what she took. Oh, great. And um, so the subject that I could not help her with was math. Oh, me too. (laughs) I 
thought of where would the smartest math people be? So that was the New York Institute of Technology. So every Saturday I would drag her to the New York Institute of Technology so she could be tutored to help her with her math, uh-huh. like trigonometry and oh. all that so I, I barely it passed it. Oh my gosh. I mean, I still have nightmares. Yeah. Oh, but she did it. We got her education behind her. Then, you know, the recording went so well. And then um, the videos were fantastic. And then she got asked, asked to be opening act for NSYNC. Oh, and so then oh, you met the boys. That's where we got to work with the boys. And it was the funnest they were all so welcoming that's what taught me how to be how to act when an opening act came because it is not about the opening act at no. all and especially you have all those teenage crazy oh people wanting to see their boy band oh my gosh Brittany, but she's so magical on well, stage i can't imagine yeah I mean, there were there were some unhappy people, but the boys helped promote it. And, you know, they took care of us and made us feel welcome and a part of things. And so when we had opening acts, I would say, you know what, we're going to treat them like we were treated. So we got brought into it in a beautiful way. And Uh so that's kind of how we wanted everybody that felt, you know, to feel that opened up for Brit in the long run. But the days were full. We would, um, because she was still trying to promote. At that point. So yeah. we would get to the town or the city, wherever we were going, she mm-hmm. would do radio promotions and all kind of things before she ever went to soundcheck for, you know, the NSYNC show. Um, That's a big thing. Full on big. <laughs> and it was great. And we had a small group that went with us and we had our own bus and we had laminates and it was just it was the well, best. What a dream come true, like for her oh. and like, what a oh. thing for you to be a part of, like how, like, cause you literally saw it from oh, your from the very first day. Yeah. Yeah. And but just to see how kind, I mean, it wasn't, nobody had an ego. Well, maybe Joey, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> but nobody had an ego. Mm-hmm. All the boys were welcoming and kind. And of mm-hmm. course your Lance, Yes. What was Lance really like? <laughs> Lance, Lance and I had a special relationship because we were both from Mississippi. Mm-hmm. So I called him the Mississippi boy and he called me the Mississippi girl. And oh. they were all unbelievable, honestly, unbelievable. We had so much fun. We played bus That's games fun. and yeah, it was just great. It was like, yes, every that everything else pales in comparison because right. it of course hard. it was and it was magical and and oh. i'm sure that watching like the her and justin romance bloom would have oh, been so sweet because it was like, a song oh. like what was it um oh that song in sync song yes it was, Which, a, it was a ballad about you oh um, bob must have spent a little more time yes, you. yes and so we'd stand on the side of the stage and at the and they would turn and then the, the head would point and we would be like, ah! you know, <laughs> it was awesome. It was just awesome. No. And the security took care of us, uh-huh. took that big Rob, yes. you know, it was just, it was just awesome. So fun. I have, now you were in the baby one more time video. <laughs> um, were you like, how did that happen? Was she just like, Fee, you're, I want you to be, oh. cause I would have been like, no, 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 okay. oh, no, no. It happened when everybody was, everything was said and done and they're getting ready to start filming. Yeah. And they're like, where's the teacher? 
and everybody starts looking around they're like i don't know it's like we didn't hire a teacher and they're like no we didn't hire any extras as right. teachers and so they're all standing there and they're like well it's not really going to work if we don't have a teacher and brett said feel do it i'm like okay so oh, wow. the salvation army and got me that gorgeous brown polyester outfit oh it's beautiful oh it was so beautiful i don't know if you saw the shoes they were extra beautiful I, I need to all look at the video and oh, oh mm, you will be quite jealous at my ensemble <laughs> anyway so they just stood me at the front of the classroom and we both got really tickled because uh, I looked, they didn't let her see me until i mean it took a minute to put me together right but a minute they flipped my hair out. Wig? no no they just no my hair was that nice and straight at that point okay. they just flipped it up oh yeah and that's it. And put on a pair of glasses that didn't have lens. And, um, you know, I mean, that was, <laughs> and it ended up being, well, first off, we filmed at Venice Beach High School where they filmed Grease. Oh, nothing could have made her made us happier because, right. you know, big okay. Greek freaks. So we loved it. Um, and in years to come, Britt moved into a home in Malibu mm -hmm. next door to Olivia Newton-John. Oh, so we couldn't wait to tell Olivia that we had filmed the baby one more time video where she filmed Greece. Yeah. You know, that was like our connection. Yeah. Um, but it, it just, I'll never forget when we got the rough cut, mm -hmm. we still shared a room. Like uh, when it was well, of 15, course. 15 to 18, we shared a room. Mm -hmm. um, 18 to 21, we had a connecting door and 21, oh. she got her very own room and I got my very own room. <laughs> that didn't work really well because I usually got the little tiny side room, which she thought was cozy and cute. So she always wanted to sleep in my room. You know, oh, I love that. The oh. grand suite with the grand piano and you want to sleep in my cozy, cute room with me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, <laughs> but uh, we were in Cincinnati Mm -hmm. at the Cincinnati and I'll never forget the hotel and had twin beds mm -hmm. and the baby one more time video came FedEx mm -hmm. like the rough cut yeah. and so I had to call downstairs and get the guys to bring a tv with the VCR attachment <laughs> upstairs and we put it in and I would jump from her bed her twin bed to my twin bed and we were jumping back and forth between the twin beds we were so excited oh so it was just, it yeah was that must have been such a cool, cool oh, moment. Oh, my gosh. And I didn't tell anybody because I didn't know if they would cut me out. I, I just really well, didn't you don't know. know. And mm -hmm. so when people start, but it, nobody saw that it was me until it came on um, MTV Total Request Live. And I had friends calling going, what the heck? I'm like, oh, no. you know, and I didn't get paid anything. They didn't have any money in the budget for an extra right, so, right. You know, it just it was just all what was supposed to be again again yeah. again um what was one of the most favorite things you two ever did together oh. i'm sure there's tons and tons but oh gosh tons and tons one of my most favorite adventures that we took uh -huh. um we got invited by she i'm just saying we she got invited by donatella versace to attend one of the versace fashion shows in milan oh she well, talked about this um on her instagram she mentioned this trip oh my gosh well it was fantastic and what happened was the they called my hotel room it we were in new york doing mtv mm -hmm. something MTV and they called my hotel room and Brittany and myself and Kurt and Bart the stylist at the time were in the room with us mm -hmm. and so 
they said, I have a phone call for Britney Spears from Donatella Versace. And I went, oh, well, okay, hold on. I said, hey, Britt, it's Donatella Versace. She would like to talk to you. And she picked up the phone. She goes, hey, Donna. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. So I'm over there going, it's Donatella. Her whole name. Her whole name. Donatella. Her name isn't Donna and her last name, Tella. And, of course, Kurt and Bart were out on the floor giggling yeah and she, of course. She, she goes can I bring Fee with me <laughs> she goes thank you Donna oh and Donna you know my my friends Kurt and Bart really love you too can they come too and she's like thank you Donna and she said Donna tell Donna invited us and of course we're all just rolling with laughter yeah and we get over there and they treated I mean it we stayed at their mansion on Lake Como oh my gosh Lisa it was it was unbelievable it was uh, unbelievable. Yeah. Um, treated us like who'd have thought it. I mean, we were princesses. Yeah. I mean, it and was unreal. When was it like what like what year was this? Was hmm. it like well into her career or no, no. Oh, oh, Very wow. early into her career. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Um, yeah, it was amazing. I want to say it was right after the slave for you video. Um, oh yeah, so the I mean that was pretty peak, peak. Yeah, peak. yeah, really peak. Um, and you know she, she sat front row at the Versace fashion show, and they did a big spread in Vogue. Oh, it was amazing. It was did you amazing. go to the fashion show? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I sat second row with a big dumb old grin on my face. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Me too. I've never really been to a fashion like a, a big fashion show but yeah I know that they stick like Lance in the front and I was behind, I'm like I'm just happy to be here I don't care me too me, and I never realized it was so quick I'm I like well, there it's done I'm like oh, oh I know it's crazy it so quick and it was a lot of hullabaloo for a minute yeah like, yeah no that's true um what I really wonder because I was talking to Lance's mom a long time ago when she was talking about the time um you know, when, when the boys and Brittany were together and she was always like, I was so like scared for her because she's this tiny little thing and all <laughs> these people went at her. Were you guys, were you ever scared? Like, in, I mean, I know that you had big security guards, but like, was it ever, was there ever a time where you were like, this is too much, like, this is freaky? Um, Twice. Once was in Dublin, Ireland. We were uh -huh. there for the World Music Awards. Uh -huh. I'm sorry, we were there for the MTB, so the European Music Awards. Right. Mm -hmm. um, we were there, um, and they have a walking street, you know, so no cars can go down right. it. And we mm -hmm. wanted, Brittany wanted to go shopping. We had a couple of hours, and, you know, she yeah. put on cap and stuff. And mm -hmm. so what happened was, Q parked the car with the driver. Mm -hmm. And he was going to stay in the car and Big Rob walk with us. When mm -hmm. we get down to this shop and we go in and Britt and I are trying on things and just having a great time and open the curtain to the dressing room and I look out and the entire street is blocked with people. And so much so that Rob was scared and the shop owners were scared that the plate glass windows were going to come in because there were people crammed up against the plate glass windows. Oh, so Rob radios Q and Q finds that they've got an, a, the, the way to get out of the store is through an emergency exit on the roof. Oh. So we could get out, but Big Rob couldn't get through the, through the square hole to get up the emergency steps. So Brittany and I go out the top 
mm -hmm. of the store and yep. we cross across all these roofs of these buildings to get down the other side where Q and the car are waiting to take us away and Big Rob stands in there with the dressing room door shut like we're still in there oh right so Q's right. able to get us out safely and then when the street clears when they realize when Big Rob's able to walk out to the street and a car comes and picks him up but that was a little nerve-wracking and before we got Big Rob what happened was we went to TRL Mm -hmm. And it was just Brittany and myself. And I don't remember if we went to give them the baby one more time video or mm -hmm. what, mm -hmm. but she was on TRL and it was great. Everything worked out fine. Mm -hmm. And we go in, we come down the elevator and mm -hmm. we couldn't get into the car that was there to pick us up, to take us back to the apartment. There were people, photographers and paparazzi, and we're all just, Brittany and I are just like, oh my gosh. So we had the MTV security with us. Yeah. And they finally were able to get us through to the car and safely in the car, which it unnerved me completely. So I called Johnny mm -hmm. and I said, Johnny, I don't know who you can send, but I was scared today. And he's like, there you go. The next day, Big Rob was there and he was Rest there. History. There you go. That's right. Johnny <laughs> sent him straight on. And, you know, um, we felt comfortable with them immediately because we had worked with all the NSYNC security, all right. those big old teddy bear boys. Yes. You know, sweet guys. They're very scary to look at, but yes, they, are they are soft and mushy on the I inside. Know. I know. Well, I can't believe, like Lance told me, like some of them have families, like oh, married. And I was like, when did they see them? Like, <laughs> never. Rare occasions. Yeah, he was like, it was super rare. Like, we would sometimes have them like fly their families up. Yes. Yeah. They, they took good care of the boy, of the security and their families. Yeah. Because it was important. Yeah. They made course. it family like, you know, because I mean, if you've got to be away from your family like that, you've got to make family with what you're given. Yeah. And they made it comfortable like that and happy like that. Yeah, I love that. I love yeah. that. Um, let me see. Okay, so you are, like I said, one of the nicest people I've ever met. But as an assistant, you have to be the gatekeeper to your client, like to the person that you work for. Have you ever like had to get mean with people? Oh yeah. Cause, well, cause the nice I try thing not to. Well, oh yeah, yeah, no, no. I don't, I don't like to, but Britt was never one that could say no. And yeah. she was very generous with her time and her attention. I get but it that. got to the point where there were times that we couldn't get work done yeah. for people wanting something. Yeah. And so, yeah, I did have to put my foot down. Mm -hmm. Um it made it easier because I'm Southern mm -hmm. and they yes. didn't realize I wasn't being really nice. Yes. So, you know, I mean, that was a, a plus, but I also respected the fact that they loved her so much. Mm -hmm. And if it wasn't for them, mm -hmm. we would have nothing. So mm -hmm. we try, I tried to be as lenient and kind. And, you know, if somebody fine asked line. for an autograph, it is a fine line. Mm -hmm. If somebody asked for an autograph and were willing to take a minute to give me a name and address, I absolutely promise you they got one in the mail. Yeah, no, 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 I agree. Cause like we, you know, when we go out to lunch or dinner, sometimes like people, you know, come up, they want a picture. And I was always like, he will do it, but let's, can we just finish our dinner and then Yes. You know, and then do it. And also it's one of those things too, where one person gets their picture and 30 people see what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, you just can't, can't get out of there. I was. And you 
can't make everybody happy. I know it's, it's hard. I was with Joey one time, Lance was out of town. So Joey was like, come to this event with me, please. Or whatever. And I was like, okay. And I had to pee so bad. bad. And he stopped to take a picture or, you know, sign an autograph with every single person. And I was like, I gotta go. I'm like, I'll be back. But, (laughs) but I was just like, but that's how they, uh, Lance and Joey are both so like, wonderful about that you know but it's okay if people respect that yes but it does they exactly um if they tend to expect Mm -hmm. something and and think that they are entitled to something that would be what hurt my feelings because if you came to you know a concert you got your money's worth Right. Whether you got to physically meet her or not, you mm-hmm. got your money's worth. Yeah. If she was eating at a restaurant, that was her time. Yeah. And exactly. you know, it, let's don't let's don't take advantage of her. Let's respect that that's her time. Right. Um, so yes, if you respect her, then we absolutely respected you. So yeah. that's all it is is mutual respect because I, we know yeah. where we you know where the uh, everything lies in the fans hands you know I mean that's who makes you yes. and that's who we're most grateful to so of we course. would do anything to not hurt their feelings or you know rock the boat yeah no but yeah it's hard because yes it is about respect like you I mean, respect us we'll we'll yeah, absolutely we'll make it happen we will absolutely try our best to make it happen yes so you left Brittany in you guys parted ways um and you went to the Jonas Brothers I did Britt was pregnant for mm-hmm. the second time mm-hmm. and wanted to take some time off. Mm-hmm. And so 11 of us from the Britney team went to the Jonas Boys. Oh, that's nice. So you guys all kind of transitioned. Yeah. yeah. Um, how was it very different from going from this sweet, lovely teenage girl to three teenage boys? Like, what was that oh like? Oh my gosh. Uh, well, first off, having my familiar coworkers helped yes. a lot. Mm-hmm. And the boys, we're so they're the most amazing guys ever yeah, they seem they great. ate us up they soaked us up they were yeah. so happy to have the um the, the experience that we had they were so happy to soak that up and they wanted to know how we did this or what we did when this happened or mm-hmm. they just soaked it up so it was almost like um I cannot tell you how good it was and how kind they were. Mm-hmm. And I often think that every good thing that comes their way, they deserve it and more. Yes. They were the best employers. Plus one of the guys that was the guy that was their manager mm-hmm. um, worked with us on the Brittany team. So he respected and appreciated the, the experience that we brought behind us. And therefore we were paid that we were paid beautifully, mm-hmm. but the boys were so kind and respectful and appreciative. I mean, yep. anything you did for them, they appreciated and acted like, Oh my gosh, I don't deserve this. They mm-hmm. were awesome. 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 Yeah. They um, seem cool. I've met them a, a couple times and uh, there was a point where Joe and I would see each other everywhere at the, vet, <laughs> at the grocery store. It was like bizarre. And Lance actually moved into a house that they had rented. Lance moved in after they'd rented it. And the only reason we knew is because we'd get all this stuff for the Jonas Brothers. Oh my gosh. And they old games. And and so I'm like, well, I don't even know how to get in touch with these guys. Because I think at that point you were back with Brittany. Um, And so, yeah, I just, I I didn't know. (laughs) 
when the transition happened there, they were doing a Disney television show and had signed oh, right. on for another year. Mm -hmm. And I really wasn't as needed because uh -huh. they were so focused on the television show. Of course. And Brittany had not toured mm -hmm. without me being present. Um, and so they called and asked if I would tour. Now, circus. This was for circus. Yes. Um, I saw she, you I, once the conservatorship started, they did not hire me. I was right. always hired by an outside entity. Mm -hmm. So I, it hurt my feelings terribly at first, I'll be honest. But right, now I go back and think, I'm glad I wasn't on her payroll. I did it because I wanted to. So yeah. I worked with Live Nation and AEG. Mm -hmm. And even in Vegas, I was not hired as part of the Britney team. I was hired by Caesars Entertainment. Um, but were you hired because Brittany wanted you there or because like the teams wanted you there or both? Like no, why? I was hired because Brittany wanted me there mm -hmm. and I was hired because the team realized my value. Well, of course. Um, <laughs> but they did not want to pay me, but they realized the value of having me on the premises. And third, it was important to her mother that I be there. Yeah. It yeah. made Lynn feel comfortable. And I felt like if all I could do um, with limited access to Brittany, right. all but I could do was be there mm -hmm. and add an ounce of goodness. Mm -hmm. And that was what I was there for. But so that's did, why I, I went back. Yeah. But did you have a lot of interaction with her at that time? Or was that limited too? That was limited to yeah yeah um yeah because i mean i don't even understand conservatorships <laughs> it's like oh uh, i know more now than i've ever known before i know i know which how did you get involved with the new york times documentary like how well, did that even happen um i was contacted by an old old co-worker from jive records got it and she said you know they only want to talk about the past and good stuff. And I said, well, those are my stories. I'm entitled to tell my stories. Right. Um, which I have great stories. They they were, I mean, no amount of film could have held all the stories that I have to tell. No. Great. Great. Yeah. Um, and I did a little research and decided that if the New York Times is the one that broke Watergate, <laughs> that they weren't going to do anything that yep. was out of line or that wasn't full of truth and facts. Right. Um, and then I told them immediately, which they left in the documentary, which made me so proud. The reason I did it yes. was to show the world why they fell in love with Brit in the first place. Right, right. And, you know, she has her own stories to tell. Yes. I have mine. And, yeah. you know, I felt like it was time that I tell some of that neat stuff because right. it wasn't always like it is now. Um, and and you, I know how much you love her, and you have oh so much respect for her, and and it makes you sad. I'm sure, like it makes everybody sad. Like I've never seen a a pop star or a, a celebrity, let's say, um, with so much support from fan. Like people oh just love her so much, and they yes. just want the best for her. And I think that that's why like the whole free Britney movement started and, and it's just, but I'm sure it's really complicated and we don't know all the ins and outs and we don't know, we, I don't understand a conservatorship. Like, I mean, you know, it's- I don't either, Lisa. It's right. so complicated and so convoluted. Mm -hmm. And 
I, I don't understand anything about law and yeah. all the words are way too big for me to understand. Mm -hmm. I just know that I was kept at arm's length Yes, and that her mother, it was very important to Lynn that somebody there mm -hmm. from the past that truly loved her. And I just and, truly loved her. And, and you've had so much history with her, which not everybody has that's, that was working with her. True. Yeah. Um, I was very happy with the way that the um, New York Times documentary came out. Me too. I thought um, it was good. I thought that it opened the eyes of people that didn't understand why Britt did some of the things she did. She was driven to that point. Um, you know, I mean, I think people just really thought, okay, she's just crazy. Right. She's not. No. And I had friends that came up afterwards and said, you know what, Felicia, which I don't have any children, right. but I had friends that came up afterwards and said, you know what, what she did was kind compared to what I do. Right. You know, like as far as banging the umbrella, whatever. Yeah. Um, my friends were like, you know, that was so they pushed her to the brink of doing that but that would have pushed anybody else way over the brink yeah so she contained herself best she could right and like you know lance has said this so many times he's like we the boys um we had each other like we had That's each other true. to share this with and to you know if, if somebody was like getting you know this way we we'd keep each other in check Brittany experience that fame and craziness all by herself and so yeah i mean what person wouldn't break what person i mean she can't go anywhere without like tons of people following her and i the i feel like she handled it so well compared to what i would do absolutely absolutely and i loved the fact that they found the paparazzo that that drove her to that point yep. and he admitted it so it's like it just funneled it down to where public, mm -hmm. anybody, any civilian could see this is what happened. You know, you only see a little bit of it in the news and you only see what people really want you to see. Yeah. So when they brought out the full truth, mm -hmm. I think it opened people's eyes to go, okay, wait a minute. Yeah. Here we've been picking on this wonderful human yep. that was only taken up for her babies. Yes. On, what do you yes. do? any animal species takes up for their baby yes yes <laughs> i remember um when she was holding one of her babies and she tripped and the oh. like and i'm like how dare people like blame that on her she tripped like i trip every day <laughs> exactly exactly it's just and like, what you don't see is how many people are surrounding her and she's yes. trying to funnel and herself the, through the, the, oh and it, the Playing, uh, the flashes in her eyes yeah. and you know and even the one where she the baby's sitting in her lap oh they are the in the car trying to get to the baby in the car seat yeah. she grabs her baby and pushes the gas yeah no i would too and it, would. she's not going down the pch she's literally going down a driveway that goes into a gated community which right. is and also like when I was a kid back in the, I mean, this could have been like 1980. Um, my dad would pop me in the seat and like pretend I was driving, like, I mean, down the road, but it's like, things are different. Like, yes, it's just, yes. It's not the end of the world. I've seen far worse, you know? Exactly. And it's but just- I love that that was revealed. So yeah. behind 
the, the shots, you get to see what really happened. Yes. And so I just thought it, it allowed people to have an ounce of empathy or sympathy. And I think it changed a lot of opinions. I think so too, but it's just like everyone that I know that we've talked about, that I've talked about it with, we all feel horrible for her. We're just like, let her like live. She's a smart girl, like woman. She's a smart woman. And, and it's just not, not okay what's like happening and i hope that this changes the conversation not only for her but right. for everyone exactly. at the conservatorship yeah. you know yeah. because yeah. i was talking to a friend of mine and she was saying um her dad uh, is a pastor and was counseling this guy and he's like my two sisters took all my money because they had me placed in a conservatorship he's been fighting it for 20 years 20 years and he's not he's not insane or anything like that it's just i think once you're in it it's real hard to get out that's what like i've kind of you know been told but it just it sucks and i've i've read a lot of places everyone's like fee should be her conservator she should be <laughs> and i was like you would be amazing but that's a lot of responsibility well, and she doesn't need a conservator yeah you know i mean she definitely needs people to manage her money. I mean, Lisa, yeah, I have somebody help me with my money and I have no money. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's oh, like, you. she totally needs somebody on a lot of accounts. I mean, she definitely needs somebody to manage money because that's more money than any of us have ever heard of. Oh yeah, no, I know. Um, and she probably needs somebody to help, you know, schedule appointments, you know, needs an assistant in that type of way. But as far as have somebody be conservator of her person, no care of herself yeah exactly you know, I mean, it's silly and she's almost a 40 year old woman with yeah. two almost grown teenage boys I can't believe um, how old they are now oh my God. <laughs> and they're really good kids they're really good boys that's what I just and you know kevin always got such a bad rap kevin's a really good guy and kevin is raised two incredibly sound solid young men right i mean he's done a great job along mm -hmm. with Britt. they mm -hmm. have managed to co-parent kevin's mm -hmm. always been true to Brittany and to the boys and to their best interest and you know nobody takes that into account right um, but they he's always cool. oh yeah he's a good guy and he's married to a great girl that also is very respectful and kind to Brittany. So people don't don't get that either, um, mm -hmm. which I'd like to make that clear. They're good people and the boys yeah. have been raised great and Brit's had a say so in it mm -hmm. as much as she can under, you know, all the control that she's had. Right. She's had a nice say so in their upbringing. Mm -hmm. And now they're boys. They're going to break their arms on skateboards. They're going to break glass doors with basketballs. You know, I mean, they're boys. Yeah. Which, again, I say I'm humored by boys. Um, <laughs> but it, I just think they're funny. Right. Um, but they love her. I mean, love her. One of the sweetest things, and I, I don't know when I told this story, but I've told it as of late. But I would get Brit dressed before the show. So she would start the show in her opening costume. Yep. So I'd always go into her dressing room to get mm -hmm. her dressed. Mm -hmm. And so she'd be on the floor playing or drawing or coloring or playing little cars or whatever with the boys. Uh -huh. And so I'd go in and I'd say, okay, it's time to get dressed. And the boys go, no, Fifi, no, <laughs> don't make her be Britney Spears. Just let her be mommy. Uh -huh. So when she put 
the outfit on, she mm -hmm. became Britney Spears. Right. Well, yeah. Until then, she was just mommy and she was on the floor and she was playing. But right. don't make her be Britney Spears. Let her be mommy. Let her be mommy. It was so cute. And of course, I felt like, you know, dog poop I taking know. her out of the, and she would play for hours. And uh, oh. they're just great little people. And they've both done a really good job. No, the they seem like one of them does a lot of art. She posted. Oh my gosh. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. And they're, they're very musically and dance talented too. Oh, I know. I know. I know. Maybe you're going to be one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. They'd have old Fifi. I mean, they'd be like, oh no. <laughs> they're great. Kids. It's just been, it's been so neat to watch them grow up too. Oh, I'm and sure. Like how unaffected they've been they that, kept them and that was at Britt and Kevin's request they've kept the boys very unaffected um they know how famous their mother is right but it doesn't affect the way that they love her or interact with her right. um it's been really nice it's been really nice to watch it's, even from the very sidelines <laughs> but I'm sure like as they get older and they're like on social media and stuff they must just want to protect their mom too like Absolutely. I can imagine like what that is like to read like not okay things about your parent like that just has to like be hard you know for them to deal with I mean but they seem very well adjusted so well, that's where I give Kevin and Victoria a lot of credit because mm -hmm. You know, when they can't get to Brit to talk to her, I'm sure that they they do a lot of venting, you know, like, Daddy, why would people write stuff like this? And, you know, I feel sure that it's taken both Kevin and his wife now mm -hmm. to have, you know, a good solid relationship with them to be able to sit down and, and discuss mm -hmm. how they can handle it. Because it hurts my feelings right. terribly when they talk about her. Yeah. So I can imagine how her own little boys feel right right well i know like also um and not just with britney but a lot of stuff has come out lately like how awful the media was to teenage girl you know celebrities back in the day like asking, yeah. you know like about her virginity it's like they're not gonna ask taylor swift that today no not today not today but back then it was like it was like okay and like i saw a clip where they were making her on MTV watch videos of people talking about her saying good and bad things but I'm like this poor girl she's like 16 and she's like having to hear you know you're not a role model and she's like I'm nobody's mother I I don't I don't no. want to be a role model no that that I don't think that ever crossed her mind is I have to act a certain way to be a role sure. model. I think yeah. she just wanted to be her exactly and did it beautifully Mm -hmm. um role model is never in her you know list of top 10 things i'm going to be right and, and Granted, you're she was a, a fashion icon you know that type of thing people wanted to emulate things mm -hmm. but as far as her saying this is what i want for everybody that watches me no never right she right. just wanted to make music and dance yes yeah, that's all like, she wanted to do exactly and i always go back to the parents it's like it's your job to make sure that your daughter's not wearing inappropriate what you yeah, think is inappropriate exactly teen. exactly you know, it's like i mean she was 16 when it all started yeah yeah and you know so what if she wanted to bare her belly yeah we and i don't know if anybody ever said this probably so but i mean she's from louisiana it is hot as the dickens here her family <laughs> owned a gym 
she wore a, a you know a sports bra all the time and tied right. t-shirts up or whatever so the yeah. baby one more time video was simply how she would dance at home yeah no totally well, granted she wouldn't wear penny loafers that had a heel this high but you know right. what i'm saying i mean right. she just was her and i think that was what people love so much yeah. is that yeah this is not somebody that allowed other people to do for her this is what she did she wanted to do yeah. yeah yeah and i know uh lance always says too he's like if you and Brittany would have met back in the day you would have been best friends having oh my a gosh party. no doubt and, and he no was, he's doubt. so shy and i was like uh -oh. That's so weird that she's so shy but then it it's like you said she's mom but then becomes britney spears like yes you know, yeah. like yeah. the character yeah. I mean, that's what it is. That's what you are playing when you're on stage. You're like a, a character. Exactly right. Well, and, you know, it showed up in all areas. Like she was fabulous at theater. She was great in the movies. Mm -hmm. She was great on stage. She took on the persona mm -hmm. of an entertainer. Yeah. And, but on stage, she was quiet. She was shy, very thoughtful. She did a lot of thinking, which is where a lot of the ideas for the songs came from. Mm -hmm. um, you know, granted, she didn't write all of them, but mm -hmm. she very much had input yeah. on almost yeah. everything. Yeah. Not at very first, because she didn't realize how that it, how it all worked. Of but course. she and yeah. Max would sit for hours and talk, Max Martin would sit for hours and talk about what's going on in your life right now. How are you feeling? Mm -hmm. What are you thinking about? What do you want in this direction of the out? You know, I mean, she had a lot of input, but she yeah. was very thoughtful, which made her be quiet. And then I'm the one that talked all the time. So, you know, bless her. She didn't really have a chance to talk. I know. No, but I'm sure like it seemed like you guys were like this and like had so much fun together. We like, did. We yeah. did. And I think she appreciated my goofiness mm -hmm. and I appreciated everything. I mean, it was because I was twice her age. Right. So it was really and I, I didn't have any kids mm -hmm. and at that point didn't have a niece. Mm -hmm. um, so I, and I love little people, yeah. but she's the oldest that I had had the chance to really get to know. And mm -hmm. it was just kind of neat going back and seeing yeah. um, how kids were different, yeah. but yet still had the same feelings, you right. know? So I'll never forget one of my very first boyfriends. Um, somebody said in front of my dad, oh, well, that's just puppy love. And my dad said, well, it's still real love to the puppy, you know? So I thought, well, I'm going to remember that. Yeah. And so, you know, no matter what people say about her and Justin's relationship, I don't care if they said it was puppy love. It was love to the puppy. It was real yeah. to the puppy. Yeah. You know, so I appreciated all the wisdoms that I had, mm -hmm. you know, had acquired by my thirties that I could then see her in her late teens and early twenties. Mm -hmm. It was neat to see that come to play. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah. it's just nice. Yeah. Nice. No, and I think no. people were actually, you know, I often wonder, or people often say, do you think people were nice to you just because of who Brittany was? I hope not. Mm -hmm. I hope they I hope they realized what a genuinely kind, nice person she was mm -hmm. and were just nice to us because they liked us. Yeah. I hope. Yeah. No, I mean I've got that too, you know, as well. I know you do. You tend to question. Yes. Yes. But I hope, it's, I hope it was different. Yeah. No, I mean, I think so. And I think that we both had the opportunity to work, and I still do, uh, with a, a very, like, 
in the grand scheme of celebrity, because you know, it's not easy. Like they don't have easy lives. I mean, yes, they, you know, they have more money than the average person and they right. get noticed and whatever. But like at the end of the day, Lance likes to play board games, you know, <laughs> you know, it's like he likes to do normally. He goes to the grocery store when he wants to go to the grocery store. It's like they're just like us, but they've been thrust into this extraordinary situation that we can't even though we've we've experienced it through them. We can't really begin to understand. Oh, no, because we still have all of our anonymity. Exactly. You know, I mean, I don't ever have to worry about going somewhere and. Mm -hmm you know, being called out. I've got all the anonymity I could want. Yeah. She can't go anywhere. No. I mean, anywhere. No. Um, and, you know, Lisa, I wonder, did I pray her an injustice? Because many, many, many years ago, mm -hmm. I would pray at night, oh Lord, please let everybody know her and please let everybody love her. Mm -hmm. And they do. Yeah. And it's like, you know, now she can't go anywhere, but it's because everybody knows her and everybody loves her, you yeah. know, but, and that's what I prayed for, mm -hmm. you know, and there's real weight in those prayers. I've, I've, I've diligently prayed. Right. Um, so I hope that it wasn't something that, that I prayed an injustice. I have to check myself often on that one. Um, right. But which no. is why I want so much now for her mm -hmm. because her work ethic, as you see in Lance, it is like none other. Yeah. I mean, they will work and work and work. They've got the work, work ethic of, it's amazing to me. And the work ethic that started at a young age. Most people don't work like that until they're well into adulthood. Oh, wow. And, you know, work <laughs> so hard. And I want for her to be able to, if she wants to sit home and do twiddle her thumbs, she earned that right. She Let did. her, whatever yeah. she wants to do. Mm -hmm. Let her. She yeah. earned that right. She worked hard. I yep. was there. I saw it. Brink <laughs> of exhaustion every day. I know. And like, I think about when I was 15, 16, like yeah. I didn't have that work ethic. I was All like, I wanted to do was go to skate city and drive my car and <laughs> skate backwards, you know, to the, with the cutest guy there. And, you know, yeah, no, yeah. me too. It wasn't like, I don't even know if I could have handled that. Like, it, <laughs> It's that fact, I couldn't. Yeah. That was nowhere in my scope of being. No. And if I had $20, I was going to blow 19 of it. You know, I mean, I wasn't going to save it like she did. Yeah, no. You know? no. <laughs> so, yes, I, I just commend them and all that were the young folks that start yeah. working. The Jonas boys so included. Mm -hmm. Goodness gracious, those boys work hard. And they've Love. turned out like, well, like, you know, there's nothing scandalous about them. Nobody's been a rehab. I mean, you know, just they're like instinct boys too, they're you know, because I also think when they're you true. have a solid, like good family and friends around you, it's much easier to turn out well-adjusted. That's exactly right. You're right. And again, like Lance said, there were five of them. Yeah. And you know, if. JC wasn't having a great day. If he was low, somebody was there to catch the slack, you know? Yeah. And I mean, they could keep catch each other's slack. Nobody was there <clears throat> to catch Brittany's slack. If yeah. Brittany wasn't having a good day, Britt wasn't having a good day. Yeah. No. You know? and, and so it did, it was nice to, for the boys to have each other. Yeah. Um, that was nice. And I mean, you know, Britt had, has wonderful friends, mm -hmm. but now they're, you know, they had their own thing going on mm -hmm. and they were 15 and 16 and they had to go to school and they, you know, I mean, it was just different. It was just different. You're right. And I'm glad that people 
now can see. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's what the documentaries have done mm -hmm. was just bring to light mm -hmm. um, what real life was. And right. something I don't know if people know is you do not get paid to do a documentary. Right. Not one right. single penny. No. You don't get paid to tell the truth. No, <laughs> you know, if you get paid, then they could twist it because they paid yeah. you. Yeah. So mm -hmm. that's another reason that I, I mean, I, I get requests all the time to do oh, things. I'm sure so does Lance. And he's like, yeah. uh, no, no, you don't I, know. I, like the New York Times is a reputable. Life. Absolutely. You yes. know, if it's going to be said, it needs to be said with full truth. Mm -hmm. And I, I felt good about it. And I felt most happy that they kept my favorite line, which I didn't know would end up being my favorite line, but I did want people to remember why they fell in love with her. I mean, yes. and loved her for all the right reasons, all the right reasons. Mm -hmm. and, I mean, it shows. Yeah, no, so, I agree. And, and cause I was surprised when you did it, but I was just like, there's a reason why she did it. And I don't think that there, cause nothing that you've ever said, you know, to me, ever has been like not good about her you've always said oh, well oh, there is nothing yeah no no there's nothing not good to say yeah yeah I mean she truly was kind to me all the time over kind yeah I mean you could tell the love like watching you know back you know old uh like uh, not, it was like Diary of Britney Spears. Remember, you <laughs> would do those things. And it seemed like you two had like the best relationship and like you had a, so much fun together. And we did. But I'll tell you, when she and her mom had a tiff about anything, oh, no. it was, well, I'm going to call Felicia. Felicia's not going to tell you. Felicia was my friend first. I'm like, oh, hey, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I would have to put my foot down and get out of the room. I know, I'm like, like, get <laughs> family members I'm, no, not, no, no, I'm not doing that um, <laughs> when was the last time you actually spoke to Brittany has it been a long long time it's been a long time months. months months oh I thought well I thought it had been longer but at least no I do get to um when she comes south mm -hmm. she always tries to get in touch with I don't think she's even got my right phone number anymore Lisa so oh. but when she's with her family, of course, I talk to her brother, you know, once a week. Mm -hmm. um, I spent the weekend with her mom, Lynn. You know, oh. I mean, we, I still have a great, so when she's with family, they'll mm -hmm. always call. And, you know, it, it's all, it's not about work. It's always about what's going know, on in life and, yes, and you know, probably yes. her kids and, you know, stuff, stuff yeah. like that. How with a fun, you know, we're always giggling or Fee, tell my mama this or Fee, you know, do you remember what Brian, because I would always tell her about her brother. He acted just like a brother. And I would say, he's being a brother, Brit. He's doing his brotherly duty. Why he's making me so mad. I'm like, that's what a brother does. Yeah, I mean, hello. You know? Oh my gosh. He did it beautifully. Still does. <laughs> he can aggravate the fool out of her. But he's just being a brother. So yeah, she'll call and go, you know what Brian did? I'm like, he's a brother he's brother just happened. your brother yes <laughs> how close are they in age um I want to say Brian's five years older than Britt okay they're 10 years up uh, and Britt's 10 years older than Jamie Lynn oh wow yeah That's I mean Jamie Lynn was the oopsie um <laughs> she was surprised you know, so when Jamie was born it was like that was Britney's baby she oh. just I mean, because Brittany loved baby dolls anyway. I already said yeah. that at the beginning. A um, baby doll. So, yes, <laughs> a real baby doll. Um, what advice do you have for people? Because I get this question all the time. 
on being a personal assistant? Like what, what wisdom can you impart to people that are like, that's what I want to do? Oh, well, you first off have to want it not to be about you because it is not about you. Amen. (laughs) Don't want it to be about you and you're fine. Um, I always say, make sure you have really great multitasking skills. Yep. Um, and I'll never forget one of my favorite friends in Uh the industry was Janet's assistant, Janet Jackson's assistant, Terry. Uh And I said to Terry first coming in, because, um, I met Terry at one of the very first MTVs and we just clicked. And by then Janet was a grown up. but I said to Terry, how will I know if I'm not doing enough? Mm -hmm. And Terry said, she'll tell you. I said, well, how do I know if I'm doing too much? And she said, you'll know that too. So it's kind of almost like just, it is just an innate feeling. Just really treat a person like you'd want to be treated. Mm-hmm. That would be my most advice. You know, think a step ahead. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's breakfast and you're thinking, mm, I would love a chicken Caesar salad for lunch. Wonder what Brent would love. Wonder what Lance would love. You right. know, just be a step ahead. That's all. And yeah. I, I try to be sensitive mm-hmm. um, and just listen. I did a lot of listening. Yes. Um, and support. Yes. But it's easy when it's good people like Britt and Lance. It's just easy. Yes. It just falls, it falls into place. It just does. Because I tell people too, you know, because they see how Lance and I are together and like how you and Brittany were together. And it's like, I want to do that job. And I was like, we're lucky. Like, yes, very we, lucky. We got, because I have had a couple people that I've worked with where I'm like, uh-uh, it just, it's not a good fit. And uh, Lance, in the grand scheme of things, is very low maintenance. Like, and, and guys are way right. easier than girls, a thousand percent. Like, hair and makeup for him, fifteen minutes. You know? <laughs> out of that chair, right? Two hours for us. Yeah. Yes. And then Brett's gonna redo it because she's gonna add something. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, you know, girl has the right to change her mind. But and we're gonna cut our dress off or something. Yeah. She wants to do something, but yeah. So I say, don't base your wanting to be an assistant on what you see I do because every job is different. Every relationship is different because there's some assistants or, you know, bosses that don't want to be friends with their assistants. They just want it strictly business, right? And and that it that's very hard because how can you not be friends with your boss when you're spending all this time together? So it's like, you know, it just, you have to see what works for you. And yes, you're right. It's not about you. No, it's not about you. But it also too, Lisa, I respected so many things about Brittany and in turn respected so many things about the Jonas boys Mm -hmm. that I wanted to be there. You know, I mean, it would have to be somebody that had a huge level of respect for, not a fan. Now you can't be a fan. Um, And I knew both the like I knew Britt before she was famous and I'd got to work with the boys before they were famous. famous. So I, I wasn't, I didn't go into it being a fan because mm-hmm. that to me would set somebody up for disappointment. Um, so that's weird. Cause I was, I am a big pop music fan. I always have been. And I was a fan of NSYNC, but I did find that once I started working with like, well, cause I knew him for about, uh, eight, nine months before I started working for him. But I was in Las Vegas. He was in LA. So we'd only hung out a few handful of times. But that fan part goes away really quickly when you become in a, in a work environment, right? Like yes. it just, it, it, it went away in like two days. I was like, 
I mean, yes, I'm a fan. Like, I love your music and, and yes. I respect what you do. But like, as far as like being a fan fan, no. It no. just, because it will. You changed your level of respect for him changed. Yeah. You mm -hmm. loved him and respected him for being a part of the boy group. Mm -hmm. And you saw his, everything about him. Mm -hmm. And that became a new level of respect that didn't have anything to do with him being in the boy group. Right. You respected right. his talent and his drive and his work ethic. And, right. you know, you respected so many different levels about him right. that that made it. So that quickly changed from being a fan to being just right. a coworker, and, a level of respect like none other. Right. And like you said, how she went from mom to Brittany. So like Lance, Lance Bass is Lance Bass. But even though I don't call him this, I see James Bass. I see, <laughs> True. you yes. know, not stage yes. Lance. I see the Lance, you know, in his pajamas or, you know, working right. out or whatever. So that quickly does go away. And that's why I remember I'd never met Brittany and I never wanted to, because even though Lance was like, you'll love her, like you, you should meet her. And I'm like, no, because I have this like picture of her in my mind, like George Clooney's another one. Like I just, it's not, well, because there is a level of disappointment if you go into it and that person's not having a good day and they're not very nice to you. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, and it makes them human, and you're like, whoa, wait a minute, you're not just alive. I don't yeah, want you no. to be human. <laughs> but, but you, I met Brittany in Vegas. You were like, come down, we have a meet and pass. And I just remember I was like, oh my God, it was, it was just so bizarre. She was very sweet. It was very quick, but like, I'm like, was not disappointed. <laughs> Good. Good. And back to one of my things, somebody asked me to describe an assistant in like one sentence. Ooh. And the only thing I could come up with was the smoother of the way. How do you oh, like that? I like the that. smoother of the way. Yeah. Because that's all we do is make their path a little bit smoother. Just whatever obstacle oh, we could. Yeah. So is that a good one? I love that. Yes. Yeah. Smoother yes. of the way. Yeah. And I, I always tell people, I'm like, I'm like the, cause you know, people say assistant, I'm like, we're more life managers, right? Like we manage everything about their life. You're a therapist sometimes. <laughs> you're, you're a chef sometimes. You're a, you know, errand you're runner. You're a worst critic sometimes. Yes. I mean, you, ask, know, you tell the truth. You tell the truth. And, and I like that too, cause I'm not a yes assistant. No. Like he no. tells me something and I'm like, even if he doesn't like it and even if it's just my opinion and even if he doesn't follow my advice at least i've done my job in telling him i don't think that's a good idea exactly exactly well brit always knew if she wanted to hear the truth then she could ask me right mm -hmm. if she didn't want to hear the truth don't ask me because if you right. ask me, i am going to tell you the truth right right and you know there were lots of times that she did, you know, Fee, what do you think about this outfit? Well, I'm not so crazy about it. Mm -hmm. And she'd be like, okay, well, I like it. And I'm wearing it. Good. Fine. <laughs> fine. It, how it makes you feel. Yeah. You know, you feel great in it. Wear it. Would I put it on? No. Yeah. But then again, you know, so, but she always knew if she wanted to hear the truth, I was going to tell her. Yes. Because Sometimes they're surrounded. Telling her the truth. <laughs> right. No, but they're surrounded by so many yes people that yeah. it's got to be nice for them even if they don't want to hear it right there are people that are looking out for them that are going to say mm, no, not so much not not a good idea uh, so you now are working for a nonprofit. i do uh, yes and what is it tell us tell me about that so everybody okay knows. i work for afia 
Uh -huh. Afwa is a word in the Swahili language. It's not an acronym. Mm -hmm. It's A-F-Y-A. And it's mm -hmm. a word in the Swahili language that means health and healing. Oh. And the lady that I was a nanny for, uh -huh. her, she's a professor at Columbia University. Uh -huh. um, she designed a wellness program for senior adults for Oxford Insurance. Now, that's what she did when I was the nanny. Okay. Her, her goal in life was to own a company or mm -hmm. own a foundation that took surplus medical supplies and gave them to underserved and needy in areas of disaster. Yeah. So for example, um, just for example, in, in my own life, when my dad passed away a few years ago, mm -hmm. we had a hospital bed, we had a wheelchair, we had a walker. Oh, right. We had all those type of things. Well, they don't come back and get it. Oh, okay. And so what do you do you know, with it? What do you do with it? And you don't want to throw it out because it's right. so good and it's so expensive. Yes. So what Danielle does is we, she has Afia and we go mm -hmm. around um, the New York area, mm -hmm. New York, Westchester County area and go to hospitals and to homes and okay. apartments and pick up surplus medical supplies. Oh, then, she, then we distribute them to underserved areas. We start at home. So like, for example, during COVID, mm -hmm. um, there were so many people in the Navajo Nation mm -hmm. out in the Midwest that were, um, you know, they had underlying health problems. So COVID hit the Navajo Nation really hard. Yeah. So we sent shipment after shipment of PPE and all kinds of sanitizers and and beds and wheelchairs and walkers and canes and crutches mm -hmm. all out there. So we started home. And then right now with the hurricanes that are just coming in through the mm -hmm. Gulf, um, we'll be back in Haiti. Um, they're, you know, back in Puerto Rico. She does mm -hmm. a lot of work in, um, in the underserved areas in Africa. Um, okay. It's beautiful. And what they do is we gather and collect mm -hmm. and then big companies like PepsiCo and, mm -hmm. you know, Federal Express, mm -hmm. they will donate part of an airplane or oh, that's sponsor a crate full of all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And instead of it going to a dock and sitting on the dock waiting to be distributed, Daniel goes ahead and goes to Dr. Lisa's clinic and said, tell me what you need. And you say, oh. I need 20 hospital beds and I need 90 walkers and I need, and then she comes back, packs the crate, finds a sponsor and ships it to Dr. Lisa. So oh. it doesn't sit on the dock waiting to be distributed. It goes to the person that needs it. So That's it's beautiful. Amazing. It is such a beautiful thing. And then we have um, day habs that come in. So it's like the vulnerable adults, mm -hmm. which I call them kids, but most of them are well into their twenties and thirties, uh -huh. but they have a little disability of some sort, mm -hmm. whether a disability from head trauma or birth or something, they come in and they sort everything. Oh, and that's great. Since Danielle is an occupational therapy professor, mm -hmm. occupational therapists that are at Columbia University trying to get their degree come to Afia and help and get their internship done there, working oh. with the under, you know, working with the vulnerable population. And it just, it just all works together for I good. It's amazing. Oh. It's amazing. It makes you feel like a million bucks. Yeah, I bet. Now, all I do is answer the phone mm -hmm. and schedule the truck. <laughs> so that's what I do. That's nice. It makes me that's so happy. I know. So do you think that your entertainment career will is no more or you just no, kind of open no, to I, um I've been doing this in between all my entertainment in career stops. Yeah. Because it makes me feel so good. Yes. And Danielle 
you know, the kids that I nannied for 18 months and three. Uh-huh. And Caroline turned 27 last week. So Sam turns 29 in August. The three oh, the month old turned 27 and the three-year-old turns 29. So anyway, um, I have been in, you know, constant contact with them. And so Danielle and I, uh, she just lets come and stay at the house and work at Afia. And then, for example, there's a blues musician who flies just under the radar, just enough that that he has some anonymity, but he's mm-hmm. won five Grammys. He's an amazing human being. Uh-huh. His name is Keb Mo, K-E-B-M-O. Got to listen to him. Amazing. I, so I, help with, I call him Mr. Kevin. He calls me Miss Fee. But anyway, <laughs> everybody else calls him Keb Mo because he lived, he was, uh, he worked in Compton. He was born and raised in Compton uh-huh. and he would play at these little smoky bar rooms mm-hmm. and all he could hear in his ears was instead of Kevin play more, he'd go, he'd hear Keb Mo. So, <laughs> Um, so 26 years ago, his wife said, look, you're never going to make anything of yourself. So he said, you know what I am? He took a cassette tape with Kevin Moore written on it to the record company. Uh huh. This is my best. And they said, I'm sorry, Mr. Moore. It's just not what we're looking for. Oh, and he's playing those smoky bar rooms and he's hearing Kev. And he's like, you know what? He takes the white sticker off the cassette tape. Uh-huh. He puts another sticker on the cassette tape. Same tape. Uh-huh. That says Keb Mo. Takes it back. 26 years and five Grammys later. He's Keb Mo. Isn't that funny? Amazing. Like, I've got to listen to him. I will. So I, will. I work with him. Um, uh-huh. I just, one of my best girlfriends is his manager. So oh, okay. he's, in, he's in Nashville now. So he'll call, they'll call and say, you know, um, Kevin has a show where you come sell merch. Absolutely. Um, we're going to do a blues cruise in November. And so, you know, oh God, so fun. Whatever they need me to do. Yeah. So I'm very open to, uh-huh. you know, it doesn't have to be the full on 33 count, uh, 33 country European yes. tour. Yes. I'm very open to just helping because it makes me happy. Yeah. So, uh-huh. Yeah. I don't say no to pretty much anything. I'm, uh-huh. I'm okay with whatever. Yes. Want me to arrange some flowers? I'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so, so much. Welcome. On I mean, Lisa, talking to you is the biggest treat. Oh, oh my gosh. I agree. I'm so happy to see your face. Oh, you too. I mean, it's like great. 